Well, you I don't have a headset, so I'm not in the picture either. There's no way you're going to know what's happening until later. <laughs> so, this is going to be awesome. How do you feel naked? No. Well, kind of, because now I can hear everything. Can you hear it? No, I can't hear it. It's so... All the trust is in you, <laughs> All the trust is in you. For me. <laughs> I know you <laughs> Now, I'm learning the colors. <laughs> you know the colors. I hope so, because if not, it's going to sound like a little girl or a robot <laughs> for the whole entire podcast. Yeah, your colors are off, but... Now, that one's good. That's the best color. Okay. <laughs> my favorite color is actually red, but oh, mine's green. Oh, well, it's just, it, we're on green. Uh, if this whole podcast is an hour of me sounding like a little baby or, or uh, I offered up the headphones to you. No, I get it. I'm trusting you. I'm putting trust in you. Is, there, is this a trust thing? Yeah. Would you do a trust fall with me on camera? I don't know if I ever did a trust fall. Never? And I can't say never because maybe I did. I think that was like something we did in gym class yeah. at some point. They were like, and I think what benefited me was I was only like 103 pounds. Then you did do one. The most real one you could have ever done. You were 130, 103. <laughs> okay, let me change that. Yes. Is it back to normal now? Yeah. I'm going to edit this whole thing. <laughs> Can you tell your story again, please, sir? Trust falls. I don't know. If, I think I've done them. I did the ultimate trust fall one time at a rock concert. You just said, I don't think I've ever done Well, like, what are they like? Do you trust, like, just you and your buddy? I don't think I've ever done that, but like at gym class, I know they had like the whole group stand there, Yeah. and you fell back, and they all had their arms locked in. Yeah. I know I, I worked with a guy one time, and he got a guy hired that was his high school buddy, and they, uh, they would, he would always go, trust all, and then just ran. Yeah, yeah, and then he... That said pro, okay. How do you know? Because I heard it say pro finally <laughs> that time, yeah. Uh, sorry everybody I just it's been a minute since we've done that starting off I'm never gonna forget my headphones again yeah you let let me run the show this is how it goes bro I'm gonna get some of that voice changer in there and some of these you can't even hear those now I heard that yeah yeah I heard that yeah oh man you know I saw today that I wanted to bring up you remember when uh, in oh no, maybe you don't, maybe you will, but because I'm talking like m- mid to later 90s, I was alive. I know, but were you in the kindergarten? This is something that I noticed as a as a middle schooler. Okay, what was it? You remember the purses that girls used to wear that were little tiny backpacks? Mm-hmm. And that Still was around. 
Yeah, I know. That's the that's the issue that I have. Oh, they uh, came back. They made a comeback. Are they making a comeback, or is that just something that people are holding on to? Well, I guess not, because I don't see the people. I don't see high schoolers doing it. No, it's like that's like a middle school. But thing. I see. Well, I don't even see that. I like. Where do you see today it? at the gas station? I seen like somebody, possibly in their mid twenties. Okay. And I'm like, is that? I'm not trying to say that we need to be fashionably correct. But do you ever see people well, like even, saying like let even his fashion. like let let that let let it go? What does he what what does that even mean? I don't know, but I'm just saying. Do you ever see things <laughs> that you're like let it go, or you're like man why? Like I don't know. I guess we're living in a weird time. The mullet is popular again. Yeah, we had a little homeboy in there. Yeah, before. I had a mullet. A lot of kids have the mullet. I'm, I guess the mullet, though, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. Because you, I'm you, bald. If you could, you would rock it. Oh, yeah. Right now, yeah. You but then I would be the 38-year-old <laughs> weird, like, with a mullet. Go. But, what, Theo's 45? I mean, he kind of... He kind of brought it back, yeah, I, think. I think. Somebody made that uh, statement on a podcast that, like, he made it cool again. I think I agree. And then it just kind of caught on and it kind of spread out. But there isn't a high school boy that goes to these Audis high schools that's that doesn't not rocking the mullet. Yeah. At least and it doesn't matter. I mean, there's curly haired mullets. Yeah. There's straight the haired mullets. Sides, though, with oh, the they're doing sides. the shaved sides. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. This youth group today, mm-hmm. he had the shaved sides. He had that mullet looking on high, point. The high hat, dude. He got that. Uh, what did the, what is Theo call? He had it. Yeah, what did Theo call the Mississippi waterfall or something like? That? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I ever would rock it because I. I don't know. I get kind of. I, I. The longest I ever grew my hair was probably down to my shoulders, but it. I didn't have. Kind of didn't, a mullet. Well, you know? I didn't. Yeah, when I was a little kid, I, I think I had a little one. I did do. I mean, and then I had a rat tail for like three days, and I'm like, this is. I am not that type. Dang, you had a rat tail? Yeah. I had a mohawk when I was a kid. I had that most of my high school life. Yeah. And then I guess my I my middle school career, I was really into the hairspray, and I I would part my hair, but it would have a bump in the front, like like kind of like... the pompadour? Yeah, like kind of like Chandler or whatever on Friends when they, he would have the hair kind of... Yeah, I know that. It's an old reference. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, but I would go in our house. I would go like my in my parents' room and into my mom's bathroom and get that Aquanet stiller hairspray. Oh man! And I would my dad would be like, "Oh my, you just burn a hole in the ozone layer." Is that what it does? But it, and that part would be like hard as a rock. Just and I didn't know. I want to see pictures of this. I don't know. My mom might have. You know, it's weird. A lot of those things. I don't know if we just didn't take a lot of pictures. There was a lot of pictures when I was a kid, little kid. Just not in your face. You want to know what one of the sickest moments of my life was? Like in the pit of my stomach. Sick as in bad. I right? dated this girl once, and I left. I I was sinning and lived at her house, mm-hmm. and then when I we broke up and I left. Like, it was not very nice. Was it cordial? No. So I just grabbed a bunch of stuff. My my baby photo album was still there. And so 
I was such a procrastinator. Why did you have your baby photo album? Because, you know, you, I, you probably don't know, but I was into like, hey, look at my baby pictures. And like, as I'm growing up, like that kind of like, this is where I come from. This is what, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I left it there. And um, weeks went by, weeks went by. And she's like, are you going to come get the rest of your stuff? Come get the rest of your stuff? And then one day I'm like, okay, I need that bag. Like, I need it. And she's like, okay, I'm leaving it outside. Come get it. And then I didn't. And I called back and I'm like, where is it? Well, the trash guy came and took it. Because she Dang. left it next to the trash cans. Dude, I was so depressed for a couple years. Like, I was like, this is my train of thought. I was like, what if I die and they don't have any pictures of, of you know, like at a funeral <laughs> yeah. when they do the slideshow from when you're a baby to the point. Like, I'm like, there's going to be nothing. All I'm going to have is my work badge. Like, <laughs> no slideshow, just a couple of songs yeah. and whatever photos people got on their cell phone. Do you remember me? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, because we used to have, uh, you you know, ID pictures at work. Oh yeah, I used to get them all the time. And they put that in your file. Some of them and and, and our our boss, one of our bosses, would make you go in his office and stand up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And he had this fancy camera that went right to the computer, like a big black box. And he'd be mm-hmm. like, "All right, click." And then there was no way to like see if it was a good picture until he uploaded it to the computer. And then they would have like this tree with your supervisor and then the drivers, mm-hmm. and everybody looked like a convict because they're like, not or not looking at the camera. Yeah, that would have been at my funeral. That's it. I take my pictures like and, that. And it wasn't until I went to another funeral that all of a sudden I seen a book with all the copies of those same pictures, and I never told my mom this. Sto- like I never told anybody that. Oh, there was a copy of your baby. book? Well, yeah, because well, my uncle passed away. A copy of your baby book or a copy of all your pictures? Pictures. So somebody was smart enough to make duplicates. Hmm. And so I was at a f- my uncle's funeral, and they had all these photo albums, and I'm flipping through, and I'm like, "Hey, that's me. That's me." So that's me. Yeah, like, so, those du- so there will be some pictures when when I pass away. And uh, d- full disclaimer, it will be an hour and a half slideshow. You're you're one of those. That, no, I'm learning not to be. You ever think about I that? I feel like I'm one of those, dude. Yeah, I yeah. How can you sum your life up? Do you ever think about like 15 minute video? Like, do you ever think like, and this 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 is, don't call us blasphemers or whatever. But do you ever think? Like, man, if I die, I kind of want to be hanging out in the back, like, as a ghost. Like, watch to see who showed up. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter because right. we're going to be at home with Christ. None of that's going to matter. But do you ever, like, think about that in your earthly show? Or you're just like, I yeah, want to know. Who would show? And uh, now that I, I give a lot of my time to helping out with funerals at yeah, church. You see it. And there's some with a lot of people. And then there's some with, like, 15. And I'm like, there better be more than 15. <laughs> There's no way you'll but know. No, and I get it now because we're in the age of social media, mm-hmm. so everything can be streamed, streamed and people can, can sit at home yeah. and cry and mourn in their own way. But Isn't that weird, though, when you think about that? Yeah. How technologically advanced we become and people just, I'm not going to go to funerals. Like, I get it. Funerals the are personal, not fun. No, but, the, but they're not fun, but it's also a way to reconnect with people. You know, bury the hatchet in a lot of broken relationships, especially with family members. Well, I've seen family members where they're like, I haven't seen my brother in 30 years, or I haven't seen this person, and then they get together, and, you know, it's kind of a neutral ground. Well, it'll go one of two ways, normally. Yeah. Depending on what kind of funeral yeah. you're at. 
Yeah. No, they're not fun. I, I don't like them at all, but it's part of life, and I guess uh, I wouldn't say that I've been desensitized by doing, because I've been to more funerals in the last two okay. years than I have. Here's a question for you. How many of those funerals have you been to that you were like, oh, yeah, that person was saved? All of them. Really? Yeah. Like you, knew it, you knew it, though. There was only one that I questioned. Really? And I believe everybody who was a believer that was there questioned the same thing. Oh, man. There was that's a lot of people going. Now, that's a sad funeral. And so, but the, the best part of that was in the middle of the funeral, the pastor said, I know this person was saved. Hmm because of a thing that they did when they were a kid or yeah. whatever vbs fake you know all that kind of stuff and so that you could just feel an overwhelming blanket of comfort like go over like everybody kind of like oh okay yeah. so but that was so after that funeral though we went to youth group that sunday and everything and that was one of my points is like we were just at a funeral where we questioned this. Don't make people question your salvation. Yeah, that's probably the because you don't know when an you're going to go. Sad and this was one of those. This wasn't an older. Per, this wasn't an old person. Mm-hmm. It was somebody who was unfortunately taken. I mean, good for them, but they were taken home before their time. Yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. and so there was a lot of people that were just like, I hope, but you know, there was assurance that he was, but. I was hitting home with our youth groups like, hey, don't make somebody wonder your salvation. Mm-hmm. It's already a hard enough time that they're at your funeral. It's They're grieving. But don't leave that in their head as well. Yeah, to they say that that is one of the best gifts that kids can give to their their families is, you know, they're giving their, heart, their lives to, to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. as a parent myself, I'm like, I hope plant enough of a seed for my boy that he would be like, hey, yeah. you know what? I truly accept Christ in my heart, and yeah. that you know, there's no question if I'm to. And I think a lot of people question that because you know, once you once you receive your salvation, I don't think you can lose it. Yeah, if your heart truly is in it, is given to Christ, and He takes it, and you have a relationship, and, and you're it's, and, that's and, it. And on the circumstance that you're maybe taking home early, and you're thinking to yourself, "Man, but after after VBS or after I got out of high school and youth group, I didn't really live a uh, a good life, you know, that's pleasing to Christ." I mean, but still, and you know, they're convicted by it the whole yeah. time. With that being said, let's get into this episode of the Street Smart Christian. <laughs> we started off light, then we got a little dark. Oh, hey. <laughs> Kevin's in charge of the soundboard, guys, so um, whatever little hiccups or slaps and awkward advance. moments or clapping, booing, whatever it is. That's the awkward one. I can hear those. You just call me out like that in the middle of the podcast. I didn't call you out on nothing. I just said you're controlling the soundboard, which... No, because I don't have headphones on. I'm talking, and we're just having a conversation at this point. (laughs) 
Okay, how can we get in to the Bible verses? Yeah, you're right. We started the show already. This bit is up. Okay. We're back to normal. All right. <laughs> what did you study this week, Adam? Book of Acts. Oh, is that like a like a, the Acts like a hatchet? of the Apostles? Oh, like an act. Like a, did you say hatchet? Yeah, you said uh, the Book of Acts is. Oh, okay. I was like, what does that have to? Is do? that what you said? Or? No, I get it. Ask you a question. Yeah. Now the Book of Acts. I don't know if any of you have read that. It's pretty intense. I think I got to fourteen. What did I get to? I've been. I've been doing that. I don't know if I got that. I got to fourteen, but I mean, I'm listening. I didn't study last night. Yeah, I didn't either. Twelve. I'm. I ended at twelve seven. Twelve. Yeah. This and I didn't study last night because people we were studying Mark. Yeah, we were studying Bible study, men's Bible study, because we're men. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And that was a we brought Acts into that study. Yeah, we did (laughs) because we both were studying it. We had some busted out the old highlighter though, because whenever I get into a good book, which they're all good books, but I get into it and it speaks to me. Well, I highlight it and I put it on a journal. Um, Yeah, that's something I just learned about. Yeah, uh, no, this is something that I've known about. Like Rick, our, our pastor Rick has really been nailing it down guys that start a prayer journal or just a journal your your requests can be made to god through writing i mean mm-hmm. you don't because a lot of times you get to talking to god and you, you miss a bunch of stuff or you think you're hiding things from god or mm-hmm. you maybe he doesn't want to listen to that well he's already listening but he already knows it all write it down yeah i started doing that i got a bunch of these everywhere just half yeah they're not all finished but well imagine when you one day when you go back in that do you date them you know what i thought was cool no you should like we're saying i you know my my father-in-law does this which i just recently seen but um my daughter's mom she had a grandpa and every single day he had like this hundreds of these notebooks and every single day at the end of the day, before he went to bed, he wrote down everything that happened that day. Like from from up conversations to-, to the time this person called at twelve thirty p.m. We talked for thirty minutes. This is what we talked about. You know, it was just his thoughts throughout the day put on paper. And I thought, good why does he? Do- yeah, everything. Um, like I, you know, I would kind of look through and they weren't around and just to see, and it was like, well, Adam came by today. It was sure good talking to Adam. He came about 1235 and we Dang. talked about semi trucks and we you had a man's journal. Yeah, right there. That is permission. <laughs> but I thought, but then I, I noticed on, on the, on the breakfast bar, whatever in the kitchen of my in-laws house, my father-in-law does that same thing. He does. He writes everything down to Yeah. See, there's something to that, man. And he writes down what time this person called, what time. The, and, and a lot of that maybe is so that they can remember. Like, and they say, oh, man, who was it they called? What did they call about? And then they just go back to their notes. Yeah, and say, oh, yeah, Adam called, and it was about chicken food or whatever. I've heard of people doing that when, like, because dementia. Everybody right. knows what well, that is, where your brain starts to forget. So you write down all your memories, the good memories that you have or things that happened to you. So when your brain stops working, you got a binder or a book that says all the things that you love. I was just like, wow, that's kind then of a neat idea. I had a friend that said their grandmother had 
books and books and books that just like this of all what they were studying in the Bible. What, what, do you mean? It, what it meant to them. Like they were writing books about what they studied? Like just like, well, journal books. So they could go through and they knew exactly what, like you said, date it and time. And Dang. I was reading Romans and Romans 5 this and, and this da, 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 da. January of the 23rd year. Yeah. And this is what's kind of going on in the world today. But this is what I was reading. And maybe I can Dang. apply this to that. Time capsule. Did you ever well, do that? It's a generational thing. I mean, did you ever do that in school, time capsule? I did. I, well, I didn't learn about it in school. I think they talked about it a little bit, but I learned it from like Nickelodeon. The time capsule stuff. Yeah, and so <laughs> yeah, I remember that when they did that. I, I, so I, uh, did they? You know, we didn't learn a lot. I didn't know a lot about like. So I would take like a cardboard shoebox. Hey, that still works. I know, but after a while, then I'd be like, you know, months later, wanting like I buried under my porch. Like I need that toy back. I or no, I just want to go like, oh, I remember that, and dig it up in the earth had done what the earth did and cardboard box was like all yeah and i only buried it like that deep so when the grass was getting watered yeah (laughs) everything in the box was ruined baseball cards it's like disintegrated yeah but you ever see that thing that they uh somebody one time said hey there's this app on your phone that they're like little film containers, and they leave them in random spots. Everywhere. Oh, yeah, geocaching or whatever. Yeah, and then you go in there, and somebody puts their name on it and the date. I spent You're like two that. days just driving around the countryside looking for those things. Did you find any? Yeah, because the it'll the you found they some? pinpoint where they put it. So when you go on the app, it's like Google Maps. Did you know that there was a guy that used to kill people doing? Okay, that? well. I could see that now. I'm just saying it's kind of scary. It is. So then you would go to a random fence post in the middle of nowhere, and it would be like, it's at the third fence post from this one. So you go there, and you look, and there's that film container just on the ground. Pop it open, and uh, there's a piece of paper in there with people's names and dates. Then you add your name to it. Yeah, you're just supposed to, you're supposed to. I don't know if I did all all that, but I would just open it and be like, yeah. And some people would leave like a little note in there or something. Name, you're so and then I would take it and I would just hook it into the fields so nobody else could ever find it. No, I didn't do that. Look, <laughs> <laughs> you suckers. Yeah, <laughs> run it over. <laughs> Somebody's gonna come out here and be like I can't find it. You're the reason there was someone that went around killing people. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so I hope not. I'm sorry about that. I apologize. Well, I can't find it, and I'm going to wait here for the next person that tries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. But I imagine there's... Uh, yeah, I can see where that could be a problem. <laughs> this is scary, bro. That's like me and a bunch of middle school kids are in a basement now. <laughs> you guys are here to find thing. We can't get out. What do you mean? <laughs> it turns into the Saw movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's me and a bunch of kids. Like, oh, that'd be horrible. Oh, no. no. I was trying to find a Pokemon, too. Oh, no. Like, you remember that Pokemon thing got, got big and the people oh, yeah. were getting hit in the street? Pokemon Go, yeah, that was dangerous. People too. getting run over. There was someone going around killing for people for that, too. Man, I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Those things, man. But the thing of it is, these are all for children. I'm... 38 years old driving around looking for film well no think about it kids aren't driving around no they're not it's like at least teenagers. but I wonder if there's like a new version of that 
now that because that was like you eight think years it, ago it probably is it's still a thing i know that for sure like people do it in the like forests <laughs> i'm not going serious <laughs> yeah that's, oh yeah that's where people are getting murdered. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like they they'll they'll geocache in the forest guys this they, isn't a podcast about being murdered or nothing like that <laughs> yeah, but this is just real life yeah this is real life Man, are, huh? some of the stuff we're talking about right here it's like yeah in the book of acts the way that they go through it is like it's just intense yeah it's crazy how many crazy things happened during that it time is. right after christ had had done what he did that's when like the disciples were on their own but then they were like they had the fire of the lord in them yeah you think of like stephen man and what you know and what i'm really learning is they really got that fire ignited when christ was risen when they saw when he when came he up, he they saw the risen christ him, dude and that's what makes an apostle is who mm-hmm. physically seen the risen christ mm-hmm. they were there and and they were there they 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 witnessed him die and he came back and showed him the, the wounds and all that crazy so for all of you that don't know luke wrote the book of acts and this book covers about 30 years from the ascension of Jesus. So that's right after he was... He, after he went He rose heaven, again and then and went, came, back went to heaven. heaven. So the, this book was written about 30 years after that happened. So, so it encompassed he, that whole 30 years, right? Well, it was written and, and, and put into a record. So for 30 years, all these eyewitness accounts, all this... The disciples. Deci- everybody getting together and, and he kept a journal, maybe, you know... Good thing they kept a journal. See, there's something to it, man. They had to. And then he put it, it all together, and then what we have now is the book of the Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. So we'll go ahead and start this out with uh, Acts one five. One five. Can I? Are you going to read it from your journal, or uh, does it start out with John baptized with water? For John baptized with water. But in, but in just days, a few days, you will be baptized with the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. So, guys, I don't know, and a lot of you guys are going to have your strong opinions, and you're going to come after me and send me emojis with guys with makeup on flipping yep. me off with a cigarette hanging That's out of their not, mouth. It's not an emoji, Adam. <laughs> I know. Okay, it's not an emoji. And, hey, I just want <laughs> you guys to know, you know, I love you. I love you, but I'm not. If anybody has negative comments or wanting to attack anything on street smart christian um, we're just not going to engage yeah we love you though we yeah. do i mean we're yes, praying for you we pray really are jesus loves you but what he's saying here guys and a lot of you guys are going to have your opinion on this and i know a lot of religious organizations have their opinion on this that in order to be saved you have to be baptized in the water you know that's why a lot of religions what, what did that just say right i know a lot of religious organizations feel that when you're born, you got to be baptized. And I think Kevin and I are on the same page when it comes to baptism through water is an outward expression of an inward Inside, change. Yeah, so, change. and that should be on that should be done when somebody fully understands what they're doing. Yeah, it's your choice. It's you. You're called that to you're it. truly born again. Yeah, Christ. And, Christ and you want to show everyone around you that you're making the decision to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. That you're making the decision that you're going to be a Christian and you're going to spread the gospel and you're going to try to be a good example of Christ for the rest of your life. Yeah. When you're a few months old, you don't know no. any of it. So, but. When you get old enough and you know Christ, you're already you're baptized through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit makes that inward change for you. 
and you accepted Christ, now you're on that walk, you're going to mess up, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to still do bad things sometimes in your mind. And I'm not saying bad things like robbing a bank, stuff like that. You're <laughs> still going to mess up. We all mess up. I do it on a daily basis. What that means is the Holy Spirit is coming into you, and he's that little Jiminy Cricket voice in the back of your head that's saying, should you really be doing that? Mm-hmm. And you're convicted by you're your convicted choices by and that. actions. So when you become born again, it doesn't mean you're going to stop messing up, but let's, it let's does mean real. that you're going to be convicted. Let's be real. Everybody knows right and wrong. wrong. Right. Yeah. Whether you're a believer in Christ or not, when you do something good with the right intentions, you know. When you do something not so good, shady, and it and it's something that benefits you, and it's you cut some corners, you cheat. Right. How do you feel? Not good. Not good. Not good. Well, that's everybody knows that. That's being. That's called being convicted. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, Jiminy Cricket. Right. Sometimes there. that's that's you're eating crow. I mean, that's just that's a bitter spoonful of reality of mm-hmm. this. Oh man. So it doesn't. We all feel it. Yeah. If you if you say you're not, come on now. Yeah. Really analyze your situation. This is a sequel to God, Luke's Gospel. And it picks up where the gospel left off. This is talking about, the, you know, after the book of Luke. This mm-hmm. is now Acts. This is the sequel. It's part two of Luke's writing. Okay. Um, this is after, you know, Jesus' you know, ascension, resurrection. Before ascending to heaven, Jesus assured his followers that the Holy Spirit he had promised to send would come upon them as they waited in Jerusalem. At the appointed time, the early Christians received the power they needed to reach the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. God offers us the same powerful help in overcoming the struggles that we face. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be dunked in the water to do that. Now, I'm not discouraging anyone from getting, being baptized when you become an age that you understand what you're doing. You're giving your life to Christ. I applaud that. Mm-hmm. Get dunked in the water. Let everybody know that you are born again. You're not your old self you anymore. You're Jesus. new. You're a new creation in Christ. You're going to follow Jesus. You're going to do it. I encourage that. However, I, I stand firm on my belief that that is a decision that you have to make. With God. With, with God. Jesus, yeah. And you don't have to be in a... I mean, you could do it as a teenager. Mm-hmm. But just know that you are telling people that you're making this outward show of an inward change. We've even had some young kids do it. I think it was genuine too, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's young kids that do it all the time. I'm not saying you can't do it when you're young, but just know what you're doing, what yeah. you're getting into. So not, I don't believe that on your way to your baptism, like you've accepted Christ, you've been talking to godly men, you've been talking to like-minded Christian people, you've been on fire for the Lord, you've given your life over to Christ, and this and that, bam, you're in a car accident on the way to get you baptized. Not to get on the sad train again, but you don't make it. Does that mean you're going to hell because you didn't get dunked in the water? Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> but a lot of people believe that. Yeah. A lot of people believe it. It made me think of Alistair Begg. He did a little bit I saw just the other day about that first. Need to get back into him. That first uh, guy on the cross is like, "Hey, can I can I go with you?" Yeah, Jesus, can I go with you? He's like, "I want to ask that guy. Well, how did it turn out for you? Like, you were in there, you got into heaven. 
He's like, you didn't, your whole life led up to that moment. You were making fun of him right before. You're like, oh, wait, we're really going to die now. Yeah. And this is the son of God. Maybe I should say, he's like, yep, you'll be with me. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, going up and talking? He didn't like, go to seminary. He, he wasn't in youth group. Yeah, he wasn't in VBS. He didn't get dunked in the water. He didn't have a priest, priest say all these things for him. He Hail didn't Mary. say seven Hail Marys. He didn't do any of that. He was just like... Oh man! Wait, we are real. Oh, this is real. He's really the son of God. They're beating him to death. Like he's got, he's got spikes through his, and we're just yeah. tied up here, bro. Like, yeah. oh. hey, maybe this isn't a bad idea. Hey, bud, I'm sorry. Uh, can you? Can I come with you? We're both gonna die, but uh, I'm, can I come? <laughs> Jesus, is like, hey, today you're gonna be with me. All right, cool. They both <laughs> die, and then he. But think of it. He's the first. Mm-hmm. He's the first one. Wait, what a way for, for Christ to, to set the tone. walk into heaven with Christ. Yeah, he set the tone, dude. The first one that walked in with Christ was not a nice person. Nobody just too far gone. The The first guy was a guy that was being crucified for, for valid reasons. For being a bad guy. For valid, he's, he he was making fun of Jesus when Jesus was dragging his cross up that hill. This guy didn't have to drag his cross up there. Mm-hmm. He just got out of his cell. They tied him up on the cross, said, you're going to be there for yep. a few days until you die. Mm-hmm. Here comes Jesus with his flesh ripped off his body, and this dude's going, <laughs> look at it. Oh, wait a minute. He just said, forgive those guys. What? Wait, what? Forgive them? Yeah. Can you forgive me too, bud? Yeah. I mean, so, no, you don't. That's just that's just me. I know I'm going to get a lot of haters. Oh, no, no, no. It says this, this, and that, and blah, blah, blah. We're, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Let's go skip down here to... Chapter 1, verse 14. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. Because the field was bought with the... Wait, wait, okay. Brothers of Jesus. Because the field was bought with the money of Jewish leaders, paid Judas to betray Jesus, which he returned to them in Matthew 20. Luke refers to, okay we're, let's okay so first off let's start here kind of jumped ahead yeah, guys stay with 18, me I'm sorry, I yeah 18. I know they all met together and were constantly united in prayer along with the Mary the mother of Jesus several other women and the brothers of Jesus now keep in mind a lot of people including the brothers of Jesus James um, he had a brother named Judas too there's they only had like five names back then I'm pretty sure but it seems like it sometimes um they uh, and I won't get into like who all his brothers are. I know there's he had a few, but they weren't really fond of Jesus. They weren't fond of him at all. Yeah, well, they thought many, he was crazy. Not person. Many were no. When you read back, man, they 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 crucified him. We just explained that. Yeah, on the day of Pentecost, the disciples waited in Jerusalem just as Jesus told them to. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit manifested His presence with the sound. Am I on the right one? Sorry, guys. I We had youth group, and I'm just trying to... Yeah, 114. Okay. The believers were filled with the Holy Spirit. God's renewing power began to work. No, that's 2-1. My bad, guys. Yeah, I am on the wrong... Guys, off. let's shake it off. Shake it off. You're in Pentecost. Okay. Thank you. Almost forgot that I have a job to do here. It 
Sorry, that was way too long. Okay, so basically what that was saying, everybody now is joined in prayer. Mm-hmm. The, the mother, the, all the other women. Um, and there's a lot of flack out there and things that we take like, oh, but so women can't do. No, we can all be joined in prayer, um, including the brothers of Jesus. And I think that what it's trying to say is they were never fond of his minute, but now that Jesus has been resurrected, they're like, oh, no this denying. is real. Just like yeah. the thief on the cross we were just talking about. Yeah, that no was denying him, and then all of a sudden he's like, well, I'm about to die too. Just and I'm not liking this other place he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And so they go there. Um, I'm going to read a little bit in here to kind of give context. of what, Let me read it. What, which okay, verse? so let's go to... Um, chapter 1 verse 12 12 where'd you go no I, I stepped up and then I'm failing <coughs> um, there's 13 it should be Matthias oh yeah Matthias chose to replace Judas mm-hmm. then the apostles returned to Jerusalem for the hill called from the hill called the Mount of Olives. The Sabbath days, Sabbath days walk from the city. When they arrived, they were upstairs to the room. They went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James, not Judas Iscariot, right? Yeah, let's not get that. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field, then fell headlong, his body burst open, and all of his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called the field in their language, Akeladama, Excuse me, that's butchered. That is field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms. May his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it. And may another take his place of leadership. That's, right. that's in Psalms. That's what's crazy. Yeah. That's the Old Testament. And so Peter's talking just about to it. be clear, because when I read the, his guts were spilled open and all this and that what they're talking about is we all know what happened to judas when judas betrayed jesus he all of a sudden was overcome with guilt and right, regret so. and he was like oh my gosh they're like they're actually taking him away they're doing this he was so consumed by satan and the demons that he that he was being tormented so he he hung himself he hung himself in a tree with the field that he bought and with, he that, went, with the money that with he the money that he got so he hung himself so what they're talking about so the branch so they left him there like back in those days they knew what he did there wasn't 911 that came and then did an investigation yeah so he stayed there so what they're saying is the rope snapped the branch broke and 
Where he hung himself was a tree over a cliff. He fell all the way to the bottom onto some rocks and just kind of like you ever seen that movie Tremors when the worm comes out the hole and boom. <laughs> that movie used to scare me as a kid. Bro. <laughs> yeah, well, that happened to Judas. Um, so what they're saying, and they're gathered in this field to pray in this field that, that he bought. And so... Is it the same field? Yeah, that's what they're talking about here. Because the field was bought with the many... With the money, the Jewish leaders paid Judas to betray Jesus, which he returned to them because he tried to give that money back. He tried to give the silver back, but Luke refers to Judas as the buyer. Even though he tried to give that money back, the Jews like, bought that. Done, they bought that. So, yeah, that was that was his. And you can look that up. Um, we don't want your blood Matthew money, Matthew 27, Judas. 3 to 10. Falling headlong, apparently... The tree on which Judas chose to hang himself overlooked a cliff. Likely the rope or branch broke and the knot or the knot slipped and his gas bloated body was shattered on the rocks below. And that's why they call it the blood field. We're going to have to put a disclaimer on this episode of the podcast. We've been talking about some gruesome stuff. Yeah. So then in Acts 119, the news of his death spread to all the people of Jerusalem. And they gave, and they gave the place the Aramaic name, like what you said, means a field of blood. Matthew calls it the Potter's Field. Potter's field. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure why, but um, you can go back to Matthew and look that up. Hmm. So this is talking about you know G- Judas. So Judas has to be replaced, and mm-hmm. that's where they get into it. In chapter 2, verse 4, it says, And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages. This is where the first time I believe in Acts, and maybe, I don't know, this is where they talk about tongues, guys. And this is, this is where people get it twisted. There's a lot of people out there that believe that the gift of tongues is still present today, and you can just talk like a babbling fool. Blah, 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 blah. How did you say it in your Bible? Okay, Acts 2, was it 2-4? Four? 4, yeah. Mine says everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages. Yeah, mine says all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. Yeah, so other what they're meaning here, languages. guys, is that, that the that the Gentiles were able to speak in a language that the Jews could understand. Everybody could understand. Yeah, it was the language of the place that they were at. Mm-hmm. So they were empowered with the Wait, and the Jews are going, wait, we can understand the Gentiles. The Gentiles can understand the Jews. And they're like, these are Galileans. Yeah, it wasn't just a bunch of mumble-jumbo flopping around like a fish out of water kind of stuff. Mm. That's the the apostolic age is over, and the gift of tongues died with the last part. There's no need for it because we have different translations of the Bible. We have different translators of language. We have, like, we don't need the tongues to decipher because the only way you have tongues is if you have someone that can... Translate. Yes. Can you translate random no. tongues? No. no. Can I? No. no. Can do you know anybody that can? No. Only yourself, I guess. And that's where so, that's not that's not right. You can't do it. Yourself. I went and investigated this in my John MacArthur Study Bible, and it says known languages, not ecstatic utterances. The language given by the Spirit was a sign of judgment to unbelieving Israel. So their their understanding what the Jews were saying, what the so they're like it's a sign. That, oh man, this is for everybody, not just us. 
And they this also is real. showed that from then on, God's people would come from all nations, not just Israel. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, Israel's God's chosen. The Jews are God's God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now they're saying it's not just for the Jews. It's not just for Israel. This is for the entire world, mm-hmm. and this is how we explain it to you because now they can understand you. You can understand them. Because mm-hmm. in the beginning, the Jews were like, "Well, you don't understand. This is just us." Yes, sir. But now everybody can do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So God's people would come from all nations and marked the transition from Israel to the church. Israel was the church. No, it's now it's everywhere. You're the church. It's a transition the that Israel's is not the, the only place where God's word is spoken. Tongue speaking occurs only twice more in Acts. But others... Okay. <laughs> but other, and in 2.13 it says, But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying they're just drunk, that's all. And they're like, hey, no, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. They're not drunk. Yeah, they're, they're not drunk. drunk. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're actually speaking, and you understand mm-hmm. they're not drunk. Like, you don't get drunk and can speak a different language. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, in 2.15, Peter says, the people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's much too early for that. It's another thing for all you guys out there. It's much too early at 9 o'clock in the morning to be getting drunk. There's a limit, guys. But everyone who calls, this is 21, we're going to jump down to 21, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Up to that hour of judgment and, and wrath, anyone who turns to Christ the Lord, Savior, will be saved. Guys, what does that mean? What does that say to you? Up to that moment of judgment. Just like the guy you know, Once you're at the judgment... There's no turning back. Yeah, you can't go back. You're dead. Has any of you guys ever seen those like movies or clips? And I'm not saying get your doctrine or your stuff from a movie or a clip, but where the paramedic or the firefighter is like holding hands with the guy that's dying on the street, and he's like, hey, man, you know Jesus? And then they're like, oh, can I pray with you? Yeah, and then they pray, and then the guy, pat- that guy was saved. Up into that moment, you know? yeah. If he, if his heart was like, if he was already dead and he wasn't saved, then that's a problem. <laughs> that's why we can't wait until somebody's about to die, and that's why that there's uh, you're no guarantee preachers and hospitals and give your last rites and da da da. How about we just spread the word of God now? I mean, while we're here, so yeah. we just got to do it now. And e- an easier starting place is get to know Christ. And Peter's telling us that you're never so far gone that you can do this at any moment. Any moment, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Your heart has to be changed and you have to be born again. You will be born again when you do it. Yeah. To where when you're being a knucklehead, you're starting to wonder, man, every time I'm trying to have a good time like I used to, I've been getting depressed. I feel horrible. Mm-hmm. That's conviction. Yeah. That is proof that the Holy Spirit is working in you. Yeah. Don't ignore it. Don't stifle no. that. Listen to it. Listen. Even if it's painful. It's, Listen it's to like, your heart. Yeah. It's like what you said today, dude. <laughs> where she was like, in this day and age, almost everybody has to know the name Jesus. Yeah. There got to be very few, maybe yeah. small tribes in an island somewhere, but everybody knows the name Jesus, or at least yeah. heard it spoken. 
you know and it's it's one of those things you can't deny it no you can't deny it what did what did pastor say last night there's no atheists in foxholes no yeah i like that i've heard him say that a few times i've heard some other people say it too but the, there's For no atheists. you that don't know what a foxhole is, is it's a war hole yeah you're you're taking Trench. fire you're down below and then you come up and there's bullets whizzing mm-hmm. over and you're sitting there going oh and atheists he what he's saying is in that moment you're like, oh god please yeah, get me please out of this i heard another guy i heard i think it was a comedian actually and i can't remember yeah it was a comedian i can't think of his name he's a christian comedian he's pretty good and he says that um everybody's an atheist until they're diagnosed with cancer or they're at the they get bad news from the doctor's office or in court and the first thing they do, like they, they, they blaspheme God. They just hate God. They hate God. They hate everything about God until they need God. Yeah. And you know, you, you've, you've been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, you may have two years, you may have two months. And the first thing you do when you walk out of that office, Oh God, please take please this away. <laughs> please help me. What? I'm, and, I'm and, and he's a comedian. So he's like, and, and God's like, come again. Mm-hmm. What were you saying? Obviously yesterday? God's not going to do that. God's going to say, Hey, I'm just saying, Come to me. You're not too far gone. Mm-hmm. You might not. Now, that doesn't mean you say, God, help me, and cancer is just going to go away. Sometimes yeah. it does, but it means that now you have the opportunity to be with him in eternity and yeah. not in hell. Yeah. But it's, it ain't going to be easy. No, it's not going to be easy. Nobody said that it's going to be easy. This yeah. Christian life is a little rough. But it's worth it. Peter continued preaching for a long time. This is 2, verse 40. 40. Then Peter continued to preach for a long time. And I'm just going through this because these are the notes I took. Save some time on reading this whole thing. I encourage all of you guys to read the whole thing in Acts. But for the sake of the podcast, we're going to hit the key points here. So chapter 2, verse 40. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation this was Peter. How many? How many? How many of us um, are, are saying that this generation's the worst generation? The last generation was the worst generation. We're just going downhill. This was way back when Luke. Let's see if it says right here. Yeah, when was it? About the sixties A.D. Dang. 60 years after Christ. Well, is it, yeah, I guess. Right? I think so. But this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it would be 30, about, he died when he was in like 33, and then he and then wrote 30 this 30 years yeah. later. So this is 60 years after Christ died. Peter's already telling those people. No, 60 years after he was born. Yeah, 60 years after he was born, 30 years after he was ascended into heaven. Yeah, but. Yeah. Peter's telling the people out there, save yourselves right now, accept the Holy Spirit, accept Christ from this crooked generation. Yeah, repent, turn from your sins. And all we hear now is people right now like, this generation, this is it, Jesus coming back. And I hope he does, but he's got, this is, this is the worst of the worst of the worst. Well, that's what Peter was telling them then. This is the worst of the worst of the worst. So save yourselves from this crooked generation. It's crazy to think about how many cycles have we been through since. So we have been, day, you know, we've been through a lot of stuff since then, it, and it's just, you know, 
The times change. The Bible never does. God's word never changes. But the times do change. And the crookedness of each generation is just a little bit different, but it's on the same path. It's sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all run by Satan. and Yeah, sin. the prince of this world yeah. that wants it, you know. Um, I thought it was really interesting the other night when we were talking about Satan, and a lot of people were like, well, Satan, 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 Satan. Well, you know, Satan's one thing. One. He can't attack us all. But he has an army. It's his lackeys, man. He's got some minions out there. So more than likely you're being attacked by one of Satan's minions, his little demons, his little helpers. Because if Satan, like they made a very good point. If Satan himself personally visited you, it would be so much worse than one of his little workers. Because Jesus Christ gives us a way out. Well, hey, that brings me to a thought of Revelation when he... When he comes, Antichrist comes back to be this cunning, great leader, light. Yeah, like he's gonna come and he's he's way smarter than his little yeah charismatic, and he's gonna make you like oh yeah. He's not gonna make you hate your life. He's gonna try to make your life way better. He's already been doing that for all these centuries, making us you know feel miserable, and then now he's gonna come back and be like, hey, okay, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm gonna. Of course, he doesn't want you to follow Christ, so he sends his little army out there to get you away from Christ and try to get you to do all these other silly things. Yeah, and get those footholds on you. But Satan knows how to get you. Mm-hmm. He knows how to get you. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to, he will take you down with him. Mm-hmm. His little minions are just like, <laughs> they're trying to do silly st- That's why you do the stupidest stuff when you. Yeah. Satan's like, you made him do what? Oh, that's all right. I got something for him. <laughs> like, it. It's silliness. It's, it's crazy too when you when you think about the book of Mark and talking about how how many demons Christ ran into. Oh yeah, and they're just like there was one six thousand of them in one guy, and they're they're just cowering at the sight of Jesus. Yeah, Christ. yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, please, just please don't kill us. Please don't send us. Put us into the pigs. Put us into the pigs. And it's like he's like Psh, done, and then they all die. <laughs> yeah, they all die. yeah. And it's just like they six thousand. That's six thousand of the devil's lackeys cowering in fear, worshiping Jesus. Yeah, because him. nobody has power over God. Uh, think about that. Like that's our that's God's our got ally. Satan chained on a short leash yeah. here. Yeah, Christ. Christ is the the only ally that you want to have in this world, guys. Oh yeah. He and is. people are like, well, if he's all-powerful God, why, why doesn't he just do away with hell and do away with Satan? Because we have free will. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he's a he's a generous God. If we didn't have all this bad stuff, we wouldn't need all the good. We wouldn't need any of it. It makes your faith stronger. So if you take that as these attacks by Satan's demons and all this evil in the world and this and this and that, it builds you stronger and have a close relationship with Christ. Press into him. Read the book of Job. Read the Job. Satan... God allowed Satan to do all of that. That was Satan do that to Job. And Job's faith just got stronger. Mm-hmm. Proved himself. So now this is a word that a lot of people don't want to hear. We're going to jump to chapter 3 and verse 19. And I'm only doing this, guys, because a lot of this stuff is is like, well, and then it gets to a good point. That's the best part Peter about it. Peter heals a lame beggar. Well, this is now repent of your sins and turn to God. Now, what what does repent mean to you? Because mm. a lot of people say, well, if you repent, oh, God, I'm an adulterer. 
Oh God, I you know I it's I got wasted again. And so you're you're admitting your fault. You're admitting what you did. That's what repenting it's is. It's only halfway. And then you try. You're going to turn from that and try to do good. Try to get away. That from doesn't you. mean just because you repented that it disappears from your life. You got to put in some work. Mm-hmm. You, you God's going to gonna say, repent. okay, dust it off. You have to repent every day, man. You have to every day because I do because our thoughts. Yeah. Jesus said our thoughts commit sin. Yeah. If you look at a woman lustfully, you've you're committed, committed adultery. adultery. In your mind. Yeah, you've already done it. Like, if you if you murder in your mind and you you know if you thought these bad things in your mind, you've you've committed murder. You've committed. You've done it. So every day we should be sitting there praying because I know some of y'all in traffic be having some bad thoughts because I do. Yeah, me too. Because I do, man. And I work have... construction, dude. It's it's a it's a sin cesspool when I step them boots on the ground, oh, yeah, and yeah. I should be. Spreading the gospel, but you jump right in. You're like, yeah. water's fine. I jump into that warm water, that sin jacuzzi, the, the swamp. And then guess what? You know what happens when you're in a sin jacuzzi? You got to get out, and you ain't got a towel, man. It's cold. Everybody else left, and now you're sitting here in the cold, shivering, going, "Oh, I don't know why. I don't have a towel. Why isn't it warm anymore?" It's because Jesus said, "Sin is good for a season. It's fun for a season. Mm-hmm. Not good. It's it's, empty. it's fun." For a season, yeah. it's empty. So you're going to be eventually out there shivering without a towel. And yeah, we all been there, man. It's bad. I, I hate it. I still find myself in those situations. And I got, I was in construction for six years. Got out of that. Got into a different white collar work, and I'm still in those situations. Um, imagine repentance as a whiteboard, okay? And you write all of your sins down on that whiteboard or a chalkboard yeah. or whatever you guys want. Okay? So you repent and you turn from those sins. You repent. You give it all to God. You leave it at the cross. And now imagine God is the big black eraser that erases that marks on the, on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Because what Peter says here is repent, turn from your sins, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Be covered. Oh, be converted. Wiped away. That's what that means. Be converted. Wiped away. Compares forgiveness to the complete wiping away of ink from the surface of a document. Yeah. It's gone. It's wiped away. You repent. He forgives you. He wipes it away. Let's start. It's like starting over with a clean slate every day. Every time you have that conversation with God, he gives you... You know how tired he's got to be about oh, here you go. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Here you go. How many times do you get that pink slip in school before they say you're suspended? Mm-hmm. Apparently more than seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got at least get seven, I guess. No, he's still going, dude. Well, He said he got suspended already. Yeah, how many times? One. Oh, what was the seven? Seven times going to the office okay that's rough <laughs> we go to the office every day with no, god and he ain't suspended amen. us yet that's the office man right there <laughs> yeah yeah now we're gonna go to chapter five i'm gonna go verse one through eleven here chapter five wait aminus and his wife sapira this one's a rough one yeah these are two examples of hypocrisy Big words, hypocrisy. We all know what a hypocrite is. We, we we tell everybody, don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. Well, you're often being a hypocrite, telling somebody not to be a hypocrite. But let's get into it. Ananias. Ananias and Sapphira. 
These yeah. are two classic examples of hypocrisy among Christians who faked their spirituality to impress others. Man, do you do that? Go ahead and read read a couple of them. Read a couple of them. I'll tell you when to stop. Now a na- man named Ananias, together him with his wife Sapphira, 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 sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it in at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias. How is it that Satan has no, has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? After it was sold, wasn't the money you at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. Okay, so let's hold up right there. Right there. He fell down and died. Now, guys, he was caught, dude. He was caught. Now, I I meditated and studied on this for quite a bit. It's like, man, he just maybe he had 50. Like, let's say he had 100 bucks, and he's like, I'm going to need that 50 for get some groceries. <laughs> That's not what this is about. He didn't die because he kept, he gave a little bit and he, he kept some. So we're not saying that you got to take your savings account, walk into your church and drain it all right there. No, no, no. He made a promise to God. Mm-hmm. Him and his wife considered themselves godly people. I mean, man, I sold this property. We're going to take this money. And give it to the church. We're going to give it to the church. Yeah, and maybe he told them, I'm going to give you all this money. We're going to sell because this then Peter was like, this ah, I know how much you sold that for. And this is only, so he lied to God. And that's what this is. This is saying here, Ananias and his wife. These are two classic examples of hypocrisy among Christian people. These were Christian people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who faked their spirituality to impress others. So they kept that other money back so they can get good things to impress people but they were only giving money to the church to impress other christians okay they were saying hey i sold this property i'm giving the money to the church all the other christians are like oh oh praise god pray these guys are outstanding christian people they're giving all that money they're giving all that money that they sold this property for they could have bought some new donkeys and a new cart or whatever but instead they're giving it all but they kept a secret they're, they're not giving it all. They're just giving some. Just a little bit, man. What happens when you lie to God? You fell well, down. he fell down. down and died. He's like, oh, man. <clears throat> now, let's hear. Let's hear. Let's tell him what they did. Let's, uh, what happened to his wife? So after he died, a great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, Ananias' wife came came in not knowing what had happened peter asked her tell me is this the price you and ananias got for the land yes she said this is the price peter said to her how could you conspire to test the spirit of the lord listen the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also at that moment, she fell down to, to her, her feet and died. Oh! Then the young men oh. came in and carried 
Finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Let's great talk about fear, that. Dude. Let's talk about that great fear. I put great fear in quotations right here. They were all afraid, all afraid of the seriousness. I don't think people understand the seriousness of hypocrisy. Because it says here, Ananias must have promised the Lord he would give the whole amount. Okay? He lied to the ever-present Holy Spirit in him. So, he didn't just out say, I ain't gonna, no, the Holy Spirit was in him. He's a Christian man. It was in him. So he lied to himself, which he lied mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit, okay? And he uh, he lied to him and in the church. He lied in the church, okay? So the great fear came on. They were all afraid about the seriousness of the hypocrisy and the sin in the church. Oh, man, you can be sinning. Don't be sinning in the church. Mm. I don't want some dudes showing up with white sheets like carrying me out. Hey, hey, you, y'all see that? You messed up. Mm. You done messed up. Okay. The people <laughs> learn that the death can be a consequence of sin. That fear spread beyond beyond the present to all who heard about the divine judgment. So this was they were made an example. What a rough example, dude. Oh, man. Could you imagine being like, like, imagine coming through these doors and they're like, hey, Kevin. I just made a big bank roll on this car I sold. Or not even just that, just anything. Like, you came to church. Like, what they're trying to say is like, you coming in here to church, okay? Mm-hmm. And you just telling all these people about all the good that you're doing, okay? Oh, I'm following Jesus. I'm studying my Bible every day. I'm teaching kids. I'm helping the homeless. I'm helping widows. I'm doing this. And then I come to the church and I say, you said what? Mm -hmm. And you're like, I I did all of this stuff. It's great. And I'm like, you was at the bar with me last night (laughs) and all week. We mm-hmm. slept in till like two in the afternoon because we yeah, were so. When did bl- you do all that stuff? You buddy. took money out of the Salvation Army jar so that we could go party. <laughs> but you're in here telling everybody else, including God and the Holy Spirit, that already knows what you're doing, mm-hmm. so that you can look a certain way. Yeah. I end all my videos saying, if you're gonna talk about it, then be about it. Yeah. And that's easier said than done, but if you're going to talk about it, be about it. Don't come into church and be somebody you're not. Don't be that Sunday Christian. Be that Monday through Sunday Christian. Mm-hmm. Don't just be that Christian when you're in church or you're in front of other Christian people. Yeah. Be the Christian that is behind closed doors. And what God is trying to he's making an example of what happens when you lie to yourself, when you lie to people, you lie to God. It's not about Money. It's not about you sell something. You need to give it out of the church. But if you're gonna, if you're telling people in the church and you're telling God you're gonna do something, you better do it. Yeah. And you better do it to the best ability. You better give it a hundred. You do. You're doing it for God. And no, we're not lying to God and just falling over dead. At least I don't know. People have heart attacks. I don't know what they did. Nothing I'm not saying that. I'm not Lord, saying that bro. you're gonna die. Don't don't be scared. Well, you need to be scared. We all need to be feared of the Lord. Your dads, all of our dads have told us, I'm going to put the fear of God in you. This is the fear of God. Mm-hmm. And all these people witnessed this, and they heard about this, and they're like, we're not going to lie to God. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it is don't lie to God then. Yeah. And if you say, well, if I just don't have a relationship with him, I can't lie to him. Oh, yes, you can. You just say that. 
but this could be anything. Is your life going horribly wrong right now? Are you going through so many failed relationships? You don't know what to do. Are you getting fired from work? You're not getting the promotion. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're everything is so wrecked right now. Well, maybe you need to take a step back and say, "What am I doing?" No, you might not be lying to God, and it's just getting hard for you. You're learning a lesson through this. But if you are, that might be the turning point that you need. To, to go on, you know what I mean? So, oh, Ananias. So sad for Ananias. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, it's a rough one, but I think... We all... We all need it, man. I need it. We all need it. I need it. We all need it. How much time we got? Where are we at right now? Oh, looks like we're up, dude. Well, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Which one? We're going to go to Acts 8, verse 3. This is talking about Saul, who all we know is Paul. This is Luke's account of Saul. This is Paul and his conversion. This is what happened to him. For all of you that don't know, Saul was a bad guy. He didn't like Christians. He did not like Christians. He was a very religious man, though. Very religious man. But he didn't like Christians. He didn't like what Jesus was doing. He thought that everybody was blaspheming. So he's going to do everything to extinguish this deal. But Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. So this means it's like what's a lot that's going on in China and things like that. When you're when you're worshiping Jesus, you're following Jesus. And he found out about it. You're going to prison. Okay, you're going to prison. At Stephen's death, this is Stephen, a follower of Christ. Saul was a, he was there. That's when he, he was the- a dreaded enemy mm-hmm. of the fleeing Christian movement. He went house to house, you know, devastating believers with his mission to search and destroy. Yet Saul's story is really a story of God's amazing grace, and this is why. He went from he went from Saul the persecutor to Paul the Apostle, mm-hmm. one of the greatest leaders in Christian history. Okay? Can you imagine hold on, I want to pause here for a second. Because in the verse before that, it's yeah. 760, that's Stephen. Okay, read, read what happened to Stephen, and Paul was there. We want you to, Paul was there, they were laying things down at his feet because he was a big, rich, I don't know. And Saul, Saul at that point. Right? Yeah, Saul. So, <laughs> while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he flew to his knees, or fell to his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep, and Saul approved of their killing him. Yeah, it's a man. He. So think, I, I seen a. I seen a movie. About, yeah, dude, Stephen was one of the best apostles, right? Was he an apostle? Was he an apostle? Or was he, I think he was a he's, disciple. He's sitting there preaching fearlessly to the Sadducees and all the, these these Jewish leaders, and just literally using the Old Testament to tell them of Jesus. And then they stone him to death, mm-hmm. and Paul's there. You, I guarantee that all of the apostles, like Peter and and all of them, were there. Mm-hmm. Like knew that Paul was there, and they're right. like, "Man, you were there when they murdered Stephen." <laughs> well, they, yeah. They, well, they seen they witnessed all the stuff he was doing because I don't think Peter was a huge fan. No, they were when they found out that he was looking for him when he was. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like, oh, oh we don't come like on. Um, 
And that's something we'll get into next week. We'll get into the uh, transformation, but keep that in mind. Saul, this guy who devastated Christian families, destroyed Christian homes, threw people in prison. People were probably executed for yeah, because of what he did. He killed people, men, women, and children. He destroyed their lives. Just for claiming that they loved Christ. Ends up writing 90% of this book. Becoming one of the most famous Christians mm-hmm. in history. Mm-hmm. One of the most devout followers of Christ. Christ used him so greatly, dude. And next week, we're going to learn how Christ drop-kicked him off his horse. Yeah. And this is a moment that we all experience. I experienced it. Kevin experienced it. A lot of us as followers of Christ will experience this at some point when we're dabbling. Do I follow Christ? Do I not follow Christ? I don't know, God. What do I do? He will knock the wind out of you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he will give you a spanking that you will never forget. It's continuous to me. And then you'll be like, why is this happening to me? You're like, oh, yeah. Well, Christ said, Paul, why are you doing this? Uh, well, we're all going to learn. You're going to learn today. Why are you persecuting me? That's what That's what Jesus said to Paul. Yep. Why? Thanks, guys. Thanks for, yeah. thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the love on social media right now. We're getting a lot of attention. Go out and check our social media. I did an interview for a magazine, for a Colorado magazine. Go out there. Check that out. The interview, let me know what you think. Um, the article's up. Um, check us out on everything. We're on, we're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. Street Smart Christian, hashtag number one on YouTube. Go out and subscribe to our channel. Help us out. Spread it. Share it. Share the videos on Facebook. Share it on all your social media platforms. We appreciate the love. Send us comments. Send us messages. Go to streetsmartchristian at gmail.com. If you want to hear about something, you want to give a shout out, you want to, you want to talk about your experiences with Christ, we would love to read those things. So yeah, yeah. go on there. Thanks for hanging in there. For all the people that are hanging in for the whole hour, we love you guys. You're the real, real street squad. Street there, squad. Man. Street squad. Go to www www.streetsmartchristian1. That's the number one. Dot com. Go on there. Scroll down to the bottom. There's a little thing out there. You can say, hey, I want to be a member of Street Squad. Send your comments there. You can watch all the past podcasts. Yeah, everything. It's all audio, but if you want the video, go to Facebook, go to YouTube, check it out. Let us know what you think. I'm starting to get better at the blog because it's part of our website, and I type in some of the Bible studies that I'm doing. Leave your comments, your feedback on that stuff. If we're doing something wrong, let us know. Um, Other than that, we love you. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Street Smart Christian. Yeah. You're the only one who gets left into that song. Yeah, you're just, just, you're just bobbing your head for nothing, dude. Well, I've replaced that song with something cooler anyway. And you still didn't keep dancing, bro. Love you.